Hello everybody and welcome back to the Send to the Stands podcast. We've got a very interesting episode coming up and thankfully I'm very pleased to say uh, we've got a lot of wins to report to you. And first I'm going to go to Elliot who's at a juvenile match. Tell us all about that. So the juvenile footballers put in a brilliant performance on their way to a win over St. Coon's College on Wednesday morning. The weather stayed dry on the outskirts of Ballinasloe as the lads booked their place in the Connacht semi-final. Right from the off, the intent from the lads in blue and yellow was strong. They racked up a few goals thanks to the work of the Kilbride duo Mark Shalley and Cormac Nocton. The pair definitely brought their shooting boots in the gear bag as they scored some fine goals in the first half. This was followed up with some incredible goalkeeping from Oisín Hines, who was brilliant with his shot-stopping and his kickouts. Midfielders Connor Carley and Jack Hayes were in fine form. There was brilliant work in the half-forward line, where Owen Mars lobbed the goalkeeper from inside his own 45 to give RCC a comfortable half-time lead. The second half wasn't quite as entertaining as the first, but RCC's defence was called into action several times in the half. But the experience of Evan McNeil and Joshua Donnan meant that the backs were organised enough to stop the scoreboard ticking. Anthony Cox was very impressive as he dropped back to help at the back. Overall, the brilliant first half performance was just enough to overcome the St. Cooan side. The lads will look forward to a Connacht semi-final in the coming weeks. And Elliot, just one question. Who do you think was your player of the game there? Oh, it's tough. The two Kilbride lads now, Mark Shalley and Cormac Nocton, were very good. But I'd have to give it to Mark Shalley, I think. Oh, sounds like a good player is great for the first years as well. And now we go on to a little volleyball report where we have an interview with Miss, Miss Martin. Hello, so Evian and I have the pleasure to be joined by Miss Martin, the volleyball coach for the girls' teams. So last week you were at a junior volleyball tournament. Now, how was that? Where was it? Tell us all about it. We want to know. We're dying to know. Um, okay, so we um, were set off at quarter to eight last Wednesday and we headed to Galway, so St. Mary's. Um, it's where the next stage of the competition was held. So it was ourselves, Strokestown, um, St. Mary's themselves and Kilkenny Presentation um, College. Um, is there any kind of specific warm-up you do to get ready for your games? Yes, so with volleyball it's actually a very disciplined sport where there is a routine warm-up done from both sides. So it is very good, both teams know what they're doing and they have the routine and the the skills already. They know it before they go to the matches so it's really really good. They just do few laps around the court and then they practice their volleys and they practice their serves and the referee is there to kind of guide them through so it's really really good yeah well we're going a little bit off topic here but how did you actually get into volleyball um i played in school secondary school but we never had a team so i always kind of enjoyed that aspect of it i played a lot of football um but uh volleyball was something different so sometimes i think i enjoy doing something that i'm not solely invested in myself because I don't really train in volleyball. I'm not involved in any volleyball team. So I like the thought of maybe doing something different. Brought it into the school when I came here, maybe seven or eight years ago, and the girls seemed really interested in it. So it's just kind of gone from there and just gotten bigger and bigger since then. Yeah, like I can only speak for myself, but it is really enjoyable to kind of do something different that's not like football or soccer. Like it's very different, you know, you're not kick well. I do yeah. kick the ball a bit, but... <laughs> it's okay, you're, you're not, allowed. You're yeah, allowed. you're not really... Yeah. Um, so how, like, how long have you been coaching volleyball in the school? So only seven to eight years, um, not long. Um, I have, um, you know, been doing the different 
coaching courses and things to try to do as much as I can to bring the the skills necessary for the girls to do as best as they can because obviously I didn't grow up playing it so I actually don't know I didn't know the rules I didn't know um you know the warm-up like you mentioned um so it was interesting for me to learn a new skill um when I was older in life and kind of didn't um grow up uh, doing it and things like that so um I hopefully like have embedded that into the girls skills that are essential to try and be successful yeah and then I guess back to the tournament how was it how did the teams kind of get on and fare in the tournament so they did really well so they got through this tournament it was the last eight um in their division so um there were four teams playing that day and the previous day there were four other teams so Stokestown Stokestown's A team had made it through to the Ireland finals so they already knew that they were through and then their second team was playing in this round against ourselves Kilkenny and Galway with only the top team going through so the way the tournament was ran was the best of three so every team played every team so it's round robin um, and it was the best of three sets so what that means is that we had to play to 25 and if you won two games then you got the points for that if you both won a game each you then played a tiebreaker and every game was to 25 bar the tiebreaker it's played to 15. So that was the setup on the day. So we started off really well against the home side. And obviously that's always can be overwhelming playing the home side because you're on their territory, you know, their court, you know, they're their supporters. And, you know, it can be quite overwhelming. But the girls did really, really well. And they actually won the first game at 25-15, which was great. Um, and then the second game, I suppose, St. Mary's got back into it. Um, they knew what was on the line on the day and they weren't willing to give up. And they actually forced a tiebreaker about our girls 25-15 so it was very much tit for tat the whole way through and then we went to the tiebreaker which was nail biting and unfortunately our girls lost 15-13 so they just um you know picked them at the post but we were still maybe hopeful for the rest of the day we knew only one team could go through but maybe if they bet strokes down and if they bet uh, Kilkenny and maybe St. St. Mary, sorry, maybe messed up along the way. We might then uh, get through, but unfortunately that didn't happen for us. They played Strokestown and um, Kilkenny and both went to tiebreakers and they won both of them. So on the tiebreaker, they won, um, or they bet, sorry, Strokestown 15-10 and then against Kilkenny, they bet them 15-12. So they were really, really close the whole day, but unfortunately um, Galway actually won all yeah. the games. So they just uh, lost out. Oh, that's unlucky. Yeah. yeah. Really unlucky. Um, do you want to mention any player that you feel like had a good game? or? Um, honestly, I think the whole team says that there's a panel of 12 and they all got game time, um, which was really good. We had a really, really strong panel. Um, and honestly, with volleyball, like as you know, you both play, you kind of have your on days, or your off days, or your on games and yeah. your off games. And I have to say, throughout it, they all stepped up brilliantly, like in in every game, different players stepped up throughout. Um, you know, so I don't think I can name them yeah. any individually. Um, but as a team, they did absolutely yeah. brilliant. Good. It sounds like you're getting two wins. That's tough, especially in volleyball. You know, getting all those scores and stuff, and kind of when you don't have the momentum and fighting back to win tiebreakers because they can be very, very draining. But that's you know all we've got time for for now, and we just like to say thank you very much. And back to the podcast. Again, I would like to thank Miss Martin for her time. We really enjoyed the discussion and are proud of how our junior volleyball team competed. 
Uh, so I'm only joined by Evian and Chloe now because Elliot's gone off to a rugby match and we'll update you on that score in the next podcast. I'm sure Evian's a little bit annoyed, our own star rugby player. But up next, I'm going to go to Chloe and you're going to give us a little update on the senior or on the junior lads. So RCC junior football footballers have booked their place in the Connacht final with a brilliant performance in the Connacht GA Air Dome on Monday afternoon. The first half was very entertaining, with points from Dylan Tracy and Ryan Dowling got them going in the opening minutes. Some brilliant defending from Ashton Glancy denied the opposition an early goal with a crucial block inside the area. The opposition were playing some great football, but defending from Connor Morris was equal to it. Shortly after, the floodgates opened for the men in Primrose and Blue. Oshin Mullen burst to the net to give RCC their first goal. Ryan Dowling and Dylan Tracy exchanged points before Ryan Dowling drove through the Charlestown defence to score a brilliant goal. The opposition hit back with a couple of frees before Dowling got in behind the defence to score his second goal of the game and our third. This left the scoreboard reading 3-6 to 0-8 at half time. RCC started the second half well, with the brilliance of Liam Nocton slotting over serious of points to keep the scoreboard ticking. He was crucial throughout the game, with his presence around the middle of the field and his excellent long-range shooting. Keane Mulligan and Connor Carley linked up well to set up Connor Harris for an excellent score. A few minutes before the end, the RCC team were put under immense pressure by St. Joseph Fords. It took a fantastic block from Connor Carley to prevent them adding a second goal, which was got earlier on in the second half. Some superb goalkeeping from Sean Allen kept RCC in the lead with an unbelievable save, which he tipped onto the post. A final few points from Dylan Tracy and substitute Brian Keegan ensured RCC's place in the Connacht Junior D final on the 4th of May. That's an excellent achievement to reach the final, but Chloe, who brought their scoring boots? I'd have to say it was Ryan Dowling. He's, he's just excellent in scoring from such a long range. I just don't know how he does it. Yeah, he was very impressive the last game as well. And, you know, he is one of the standout players on the team. Yes. We were even talking about him on the last podcast. But, Evie, so I accompanied you to these games, the junior footballers. Yeah. And even t- tell the people, I'm sure the people are dying to know how they got on. Well... The first-year footballers booked their way into the Connacht semi-finals with a stylish victory over their rivals, Kerry Gallen, in an exciting game. It was safe to say that the sun wasn't split in the stones, but it was certainly good conditions for a football match. Roscommon CC won their throw-in, giving them an early advantage. Mark Shalley, the talented and pasty forward, received the ball on the half-turn before wrong-footing the defender and shooting it into the bottom corner. The ball squirmed under the keeper and gave the Roscommon side a three-point lead. From this, the team went strength to strength, adding point upon point to the scoreboard. Yet again, Mark Shalley scored a goal this time and some good link-up played by Mark, er, Cormac Nocton and David Glancy. Dominating possession of the ball, primarily remaining in the opposition half, the defence had little to do. That was until a counter-attack handed Kerry Gallen a golden opportunity to hit one back. The goalkeeper, however, had other ideas, channeling his inner column Lavin to produce a show-stopping save. The, a quick reply from Nocton and Tiago kept the scoreboard ticking, allowing the community college to establish their healthy lead. 
The clinical RCC forwards added additional points from a near impossible angles that were very impressive to see, especially I think Cormac Nocton had a a great few frees, wouldn't you say so? Oh yeah, he's scarily accurate. Like he must be on the pitch night and day practicing those frees. So this half and defense was put under more pressure, which resulted in plen- in a penalty being conceded by duly converted. The penalty drama doesn't end there, as the other side of the pitch, the RCC were awarded a penalty. Nerves got the better of the penalty taker, allowing the Kerry Gallon keeper to save with relative ease. That was to be the last of RCC eras with Cormac Nocton stepping into the mark and scoring two points with quick succession. After a turnover in possession in midfield area, the RCC were on the break. Hanmore played it to Shally, who had great vision to pick out Rory Connolly, who rounded the keeper and slotted home into an empty net. Itching, itching, to, as, itching to add more as an already impressive tally that Mark Shally, he went on his solo run beating two defenders and playing the ball over the bar. It was there at the end of the scoring that the dying embers of the game knocked and rounded the scoring with an impressive point from the distance. A fantastic second half performance meant that the full-time whistle of the RCC ran out to 7-12-1-14-1-4 winners. It was certainly a comfortable victory in the end there, but at the beginning it wasn't looking like that. Mm. And even who who stood out to you? Well now, Heather, I think I think everyone had a great game, but I would say Mark Shally certainly stood out in this occasion. He really does have like how do I put it? Like an electric pace and fast feet with like accurate finishing. Oh yeah, Mark the Maestro Shally. I heard some of the first years, uh, some of the first year teammates call him, and they're correct. He really was involved in every single play. But of course, with the quarterfinal, they won, mm-hmm. and the semifinal took place yesterday on Tuesday. Update us on that. Oh well, now Heather, we bo- we both were at that game. It was in our home pitch on the home turf. A bit cold though, but you can't complain. You really can't. Well, the first. Just one game away from the so far elusive final in the first year footballers played St. Coons on home turf. A strong wind meant that the St. Coons started off with a significant advantage. Cormac Nocton opened up with a scoring just a few metres away from the throw-in with a wonderful point from play. It was a great start for the first year squad whose, dom- whose demonstration to win each ball allowed them to dominate the opening period. When St. Coons had the opportunity to attack, Pierce Fallon halted in their progression with some powerful but fair tackles. Eventually, St. Coons found their breakthrough, spitting the defence with a powerful shot, left the keeper with no chance. The RCC side never dropped their heads and Thiago worked his socks off to win every stray ball, eventually a free well within the usual free kick taker, knocked in scoring range. Despite the wind wrecking Hayok with precious RCC shots, Nocton's free kick went right between the post. After a string of misses, opportunities, and some, the home side finally found their shooting boots, hitting three points with quick succession and finally taking leads. Moments before halftime, David Glancy played 1-2 with the midfield partner Roy Connolly before slotting Nocton, who used his electric pace to beat the full back and blast on the ball with a, into the back of the net. Leading at halftime on the scoreline of 1-6 to 1-2 meant while it had the advantage, RCC with their margins were tight and the errors would, would be punished. 
The visitors started brightly but failed to capitalise on their on their chances when the RCC retained possession of the ball forward. Mark Shelley slipped past the opposition, challenging before curling the ball over the bar. St. Coons swiftly replied with the top-class finish and thankfully Roscommon side still held a six-point advantage, but that stage could be anything could happen. Disaster struck when a mistake in the back was punished by a wayside's clinical corner forward. That was to be the last of RCC's errors as they stormed through the final 10 minutes. Cormac Nocton, the team's experienced free kick taker, ended up with a tally of eight points from freeze, adding to an already impressive goal to the five points. With the last kick of the game, Pierce Fallon broke through the midfield and drove forward at pace before setting up Roy Conley, who spun past to the defender and scored. Like, what a way to end the game. What a way to end the game is correct. It was very, very entertaining. And I mean, if any player stood out to me, it would have to be Cormac Nocton in this game. Mm. You know, Shelley in the quarterfinal was flawless. And this time, it was kind of Cormac Nocton's um, shot to, or chance to kind of step up the mark. And he was unbelievable. Definitely. The defenders, the opposition defenders couldn't get near him. You um, know, it, yeah. was, it was like an impressive all-around performance from the goalkeeper to the substitutions and... I cannot wait for this final now. I know, and how do you think that they will get on in the final evening? Well, I think they're a great bunch of lads, and they definitely have a strong team. And I think, you know, I wish them the best of luck. It's hard to, it's hard to tell now, but, you know, I think they'll get on good. Yeah, they've been training hard, and we'll hope they bring home the bacon. And Chloe, I'm going to come to you. I've got the same question. How will the junior guys get on? Well, it definitely won't be an easy battle for them on the fourth, but I think if they bring the same attitude as they had on Monday during the semi-final and the team just also have such a drive to achieve the best, I think they'll do great. And if they do what they do on the field, they have a great chance on winning. We'll have fingers crossed for those two teams. And just before we go, we're going to bring you an interview with first-year boys and junior boys coach Mr Timmins and they've gotten off to a great start the season has been going really really well for them and of course they're in two finals and how are you kind of expecting or what are you expecting going into these games? Hi Heather, um, I'm, ex I'm hoping we, uh, we'd like to win it of course but um, look the lads have, a, have had a great year We've uh, this is going to be their second uh, final in both uh, our Roscommon Championship and obviously in our, our Connacht uh, Division Division uh, in D so we were won the um, Roscommon um, Division Two Junior Championship. Yeah, that was before Christmas, and so obviously we're hoping we can do the go that little step further and win the Connacht uh, Championship as well in our for our division. And um, with the first year's in, we were beaten by Clash Kieran in our in the first year final in, in the dome. If being honest, so that was disappointing. But the uh, lads have picked themselves up really well, and they've worked hard at training. Um, it's our third game in, in the championship, in the Connacht Championship, and they put themselves back in a, into a final. So they're a really good bunch of lads. They work, all go to training, working very hard, and they want to win something. So it's always a pleasure to coach uh, young men who, who want that. And so keeping on the topic of first-year boys, obviously there was a game yesterday. How did you think of that? Did they play well? Were they as expected? Or I look at every game that at this, when you get to a semi-final, as it was yesterday, or a final, you're never going to dominate for the whole game. So we're under cash for, in, for long periods of it, but defensively we're extremely good. You know, we have a really solid little, uh, defensive unit. Obviously our goalkeeper, Nathan Flynn, is a very good goalkeeper. 
Um, our full back line, you know, Shawnee Mannion, William Staunton and Ryan Hoare are very tight markers. And then this was the defence anchored in by uh, Pierce Fannin at centre-back, um, Aaron Keneally and Keane Hayes. So they're a really good athletic um, defensive bunch. Um, so once you have those lads there, um, you're going, it gives you a chance. And then obviously we've got our playmakers in the midfield, with David Glancy and Luke Shalley and um, Rory Con Connolly. Um, so they've been exceptional for us all the way through. Um, and then we've got Mark. Shally uh, up front, along with uh, Cormac Nocton, uh, Daniel Hanmore, um, Thiago Limos, uh, Ben Feely and Ben Kilroe. So they've been our starting 15 generally as well. So they've been a really good lad, bunch of lads. Now, and going back a bit in the past here, why did you want to become a coach? I suppose um, Avie and I wanted to get into it because I always felt I was good with young people or, or dealing with young people, uh, particularly teenagers, I think, because I was always coaching either 16s or minors. So um, I think it was, that's the reason why I got into teaching in the first place, because I was always helping out with my own home club, which is Silver Mines in Nina County Tiberi, and um, so I was always helping out there. So the love of coaching and working with young people started there. And how long have you been involved in football in the school? Well, I coming from uh, Tipperary, it's, and particularly North Tipperary, it's more of a strong, hurling stronghold, but I always had a love of football, and um, I always encouraged our own club to play football, but it wasn't always the case. Um, a lot of people would have burst footballs if they came around the club. But look, uh, we did try to play a little bit of football, but not as much as I'd have liked. So I always had a love for football. Along with the hurling, I think every every GA club should be playing both um, hurling and football. So um, I suppose when I came to Roscommon, and it just happened to get a job in Roscommon. Obviously, football is king here in Roscommon, so it it cultivated my love for um, coaching in football as well. So obviously, taking the courses here with Roscommon GA, um, Peter Carney and uh, Lee Hegarty as well. So. And it's absolutely brilliant that you are involved because, of course, a strong team is only strong with great management. And when we talk, we're going to go back to the junior boys. So how have they done kind of this season to get to the final? They've done extremely well, Heather. They're number one anyway. They're a very hard-working bunch of lads and eager to win. Um, they won the Roscommon Championship Division 2 uh, in their junior section before Christmas, as, as I said to you. But we've never had a problem with training. And um, when I came to Roscommon 12 years ago, I, in this school in particular, I would have been the only one for training. At, at times, you've scheduled training, you try to get everybody, as you put it out, a, a notice boards and everything, and over the intercom, but I was the only one. So it's fantastic to see that we, uh, for junior training, we'd have 23, 24 men of training. So they're easy to train. They're extremely likable, hardworking lads. Um, and their, their clubs do a great deal as well, coaching them as well. So it's a pleasure, they're a pleasure to coach. Um, I'm really looking forward to the final. And that is brilliant. Best of luck to you in the final. Thank you thank very you, much for Amy. taking thank the you, time. Heather. Thank you. And we must finish off uh, by saying thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.